Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that has been featured, this week has been featured in Amazon Music in the TV and film category. That's right, we are feeling bougie, or bourgeois, depending on your things. My name is Tosin and I am the host. I am based up in the United Kingdom in a place called Bromsgrove, just outside Birmingham. And joining me as always from the Isle of Wight is Sharon Bolland. Hello. And that is all that shall be joining us today, today because Sean is busy working and I think probably still recovering from his his sojourns in um, Spain. And um, Holly Holly still has no voice. After a week, (laughs) Holly still has no voice. And I think my voice might be going that way as well. But if there's anybody who's joining us, if we've received, we received an Amazon Music bump, and if there's anybody who's joining us from Amazon Music, thank you. Hello. Welcome. Lovely to see you here. Please do subscribe to get more episodes. Or I guess you want to listen for the next five minutes and then figure out whether it's worth it subscribing you know, if you talk anything good. But what we do on this podcast is we go to the cinema, um, hopefully see about three things a week amongst well, between the four of us, we usually might see about three things a week. Rate them out of five. We stay at home, watch things on Netflix and various streaming sites. Rate them out of five. And then we say, where has the money been better spent this week? This week, we have seen one thing in the cinema. <laughs> and so we're, so this week, Sharon is representing cinema and I am representing Netflix and Friends. Isn't that right, Sharon? That's correct. It has been slim pickings on both fronts. Well, I've started lots of things. I just haven't finished anything. Okay, all right, cool. I haven't even made it to the cinema. I have not been able to make it to the cinema, mainly due to life and children and another child about to arrive and not being in one place long enough to actually... So, yeah, there's been a whole thing. There's been a whole thing. I haven't made it to the cinema, and now I seem to be coming down with a, with a cold, cold or, or the flu seems to have hit a bit early this year. So, yay, life. <laughs> so I haven't been able to make it to the cinema, but... Um, I was hoping to see the Turtles movie. That hasn't happened. But tell us, Sharon, what did you manage to see in the cinemas? I went to see a little film called Scrapper. Scrapper. Yeah. That, I don't think I can think of a more apt title for a little film. That's it. It's a scrappy <laughs> little thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no apt title because I haven't even heard of this film. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because it's very rare that the film has come out that one of you, the one of us on the podcast has seen, and I haven't even heard of it. And I have zero clue what this is about, who's in there, anything like that. And I, I at home, I on Netflix, I saw a, a documentary film called The Deepest Breath. And, but before we go there, we have become almost like a public service announcement thing for how to get Apple TV Plus for free. So... <laughs> So we just like to tell all of you, if you're listening to this from Amazon Music or from other, any other place, wherever you're listening to this on, please do subscribe. We're, but we, I had this whole thing where I've mentioned on the podcast before that I've had Apple TV Plus for about two and a half years and have never actually paid for it. It's You keep getting free deals. So I found that my wife, we our, our latest free trial finished and my wife ordered a cake from Patisserie Valerie. And oh, they were like, thank you for ordering a cake. Would you like a month free of Apple TV Plus? And I was like, well, yeah, we would like that. And after I mentioned this to you on the podcast, Sharon, what did you do? Well, I was talking to a friend at work who's very good at hunting out bargains. And <laughs> she said to me, oh, you can get Apple TV free if you have a Barclay account, a Barclays bank account. I said, oh, well, I've had a Barclay card. I've already had a free trial of it. She says, no, no, no. It's different and it's separate, so you can still get one. So I had an investigation on my Barclays 
with the hidden bits and bobs that everyone lurks around on their Barclays app. That yep. Probably no one ever looks at. And yes, you can get a if you haven't had a Barclay a Apple TV before, you can get six months free. Yep. And it's through your I think it's like your products and then subscriptions. You can subscribe for six months. Yep. But if you have previously had an Apple TV trial, you can get five months free. So um, oh, those absolute stingy people. I know. What's that all about? So, but I have, we did spread the word at my office. So, in my office, a number of people now have free Apple TV. Yes, and, and you, I think I will actually share that link that you sent to us in our WhatsApp group onto our Twitter page that says, yeah. these are all the ways in which you can get Apple TV for free. And it's, it's, I don't understand what they're playing at. I don't understand what the plan is. Uh, because quite frankly, my, my brother has referred to Apple TV as the new HBO. So HBO is the thing that everybody used to know if it was HBO is a mark of absolute quality. And my brother was like, they're like the new HBO because all the stuff that they do is great. The, whether it's Idris Elba and Hijack, whether it is our personal favorite, Schmigadoon, at least the first season. Yeah. And it's, yes, I watched the first episode of Schmigago. I, I think they called it Schmigago, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Schmigadoon. Yeah, yeah, Schmigadoon. It might grow fr- on me. It might grow on me, but because they do like a Jesus Christ Superstar bit later on in this season. Because I went through the episode guide and thought, what what musicals are they going to be doing? Yeah, and um, they do the one that's like a, a little bit like um, Jesus Christ Superstar, but most of them are in that period of musicals where I was like, nah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. I, I know from from the trailer, I, I had a feeling I might not I might not enjoy the second season of Schmigadoon as much as I did the first. But whatever it is, they tend to do really, really good quality stuff on yes, Apple TV Plus. And so, but we found this list of all the different ways in which you can watch it for free for for a serious amount. And I'm like, I don't understand what they're trying to do, but I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to use it. Mm-hmm. But my, I think well, my dad, because obviously we have the Netflix thing, and Netflix have recently cracked down on their sharing of the passwords. Yeah. And my dad reckons that, well, he reckons that what Netflix was like, let's just hook them, hook them and get them addicted. And when they can no longer live with it, <laughs> we'll take it away unless they pay us more money. And I'm not sure if Apple TV Plus is trying to do the same thing. I don't think it's working because at the moment there's so many streaming sites that, to be frank with you, I'm actually quite glad to have one that I'm not allowed to watch. <laughs> because it was like, oh, like you were talking about Paramount, Paramount Plus. Yeah. I, I haven't even thought thought about Paramount Plus since it was since it was released in this country since it was released in the UK I haven't even thought about Paramount Plus I haven't even bothered about Paramount Plus I haven't cared about yeah. Paramount Plus it's got because... to have that one must see season hasn't it it's got to have that one must see show that you think yes I'll get a trial and I'll watch it maybe but I think what I know people at work are doing is they're rotating they may play like for pay for one month on one and then oh, yeah. cancel it watch it for a month and then let it go for a few months until things build up again there's enough for them to work getting it to watch and then they'll yeah. binge watch whatever they do so you just get it one month and then you leave it for three or four and then you binge watch when you do it again and just rotate around them all yeah i, I mean when when apple eventually stopped giving away free stuff <laughs> when apple tv <laughs> when they when they eventually stop giving away free stuff i can't see myself waiting until you know you have the new season of the after party and like you know hijack is finished and everything and then paying 6.99 a month and then just binging a whole bunch of stuff and then getting out of there <laughs> so paying seven pounds watching a whole bunch of stuff i can't see myself doing that but the problem is that with paramount tv plus there is literally nothing on paramount tv plus that has made me think "Ooh, i really want to see that 
I've heard about a whole bunch of things and none of them have really done it for me. Well, yeah. you will excuse me. Bunged up nose. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. so I shall see. So I've got I've got Paramount Plus for one month and I will see. But i I'm already gonna go. It's just, I haven't even logged into it yet because I've only got it today. So when I do, I'm gonna go in and cancel it so I've got my one month and I know that it's already cancelled. So that and it doesn't get more than two months from me. And from all the people from Amazon Music, these are the kind of tips you get from us. How to save yourself money. <laughs> but, but let us talk about films. And we will start with cinema as is our want. We always start with cinema. And so, um, could you tell tell me about this film that has totally escaped anything? Scrapper. How did you see it? Where did you see it? What's it about? Yeah, I came across this by chance because it was our secret screening. Um, I've got ah. an unlimited card at our local cinema, which is a Cine World. Other cinema chains are available. <laughs> and um, every now and then they do a secret screening where basically anyone who's got an unlimited card racks up, sees what the film is, and then you either to stay or you just clear off. So the last one I went to with Shawnee was um, called Talk, Talk to, to Me. me. Yeah. which um, he stayed for and I left halfway through I didn't want to see the rest yep. uh, so um, yeah so you don't know you just don't know what you're going to get and when we came to this one this is what we've got we've got Scrapper uh, so Scrapper is a small independent British film and I'd only seen one trailer for it I think I saw the trailer for it at the last secret screening I went to which is <laughs> which is you know obviously it's not mainstream it's not out there a lot no no but no Scrapper is a story of a little girl, it's a little girl, twelve-year-old girl, who is basically living on her own. You see her doing the housework, making everything in her house just so. Um, she she pays the guy who works in the local petrol station to 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 record voicemails for her, so she can play these to her teachers and she can play them to her social services. Because <coughs> no one ever calls around to see her. They rely upon the phone. That she's created this character called her uncle, Uncle Winston Churchill. Um, who the school and the social services have been in communication with via phone calls. And she basically has all these set. She says, can you say this into the phone and make it sound cheerful? We've bought a rabbit today. And then you get the guy to record it. So basically, she has been fooling everyone that she is coping and living on her own. It turns out that her mother has had a degenerative disease and has recently died. And her dad is nowhere on the picture. And so she basically does not want to go she doesn't want to leave her home she doesn't want to leave her friends so she's there coping and trying to fool everyone that she's doing okay and she with her she spends most of the day with her best friend and the reason she can manage to pay the bills and she's paying the rent is by basically stealing bikes <laughs> so her and her little her mates they go out and as soon as someone goes to work and they chain up their bike they've got a system where basically um, they nick push bikes pedal bikes yeah, and they sell them to someone who would basically do a quick turnaround with them yeah so this is how she's getting by. And then one day, there's a knock at her door. Well, there isn't a knock at the door. There's someone who jumps over her back garden fence and lets himself in. And it's her dad. Oh. Her dad that she has never seen. And it turns out that her mum and dad had her when they were 17 themselves. And his answer to parenthood was basically to clear off to Ibiza oh, and work oh, in the Lord. clubs. And so now at the age of sort of 30, he suddenly realises that I've got a 12-year-old daughter <laughs> and she's living on her own and I can't just leave her. So he yeah. comes back. And then the story basically of the film is them sort of circling each other warily and then that sort of trying to build connections. He, he's never been a parent. And in some ways, through the film, you see examples of that, how he's, his mates are all like young men who've gone out to Ibiza or the 
party scene and they're, they're just like working in the clubs or sort of touting for these nightclubs in the the, the, the um, resorts in sort of places like Ibiza. Yeah. And you see him playing kickabout football with some of the youngsters down the down the park. And you think, yeah, in his head, he probably still thinks, yeah, I'm that young lad I've always been. <laughs> and yet he's a man in his, now he's in his 30s. So it's about him facing up to growing up and she's facing up to actually I can't do this on my own maybe I do need maybe someone else <coughs> okay everything you said so far is making me love the idea of this film I, I because I, I mean at the beginning when you started speaking I was thinking this could be like you know oh, well first of all my brother my I have two brothers one of them said a thing about Apple being HBO the Apple TV being the new HBO the other one says you can tell when a film is a British film because it's always depressing so I mean he would he would have heard he would have heard the first bit of this film and he would have gone yeah that's definitely a British film girl living on her own mum died doesn't want to leave the house that is definitely worried about social services when social services is the bad guy definitely a British film and it's sort of like almost sort of like Ken Loachian, sort of like yeah. Um, yeah, so. Um, and, but when you bring in the sort of when you talk about the dad bit, I'm like, oh, oh, this could be something a bit more uplifting than that. But everything you said has made me go. I, I think I'm already building a film in my head of what this is going to be, and it may in my head I'm thinking, oh, this sounds like it's going to be such a good life affirming thing. But then I'm thinking, I have my brother's head voice in my head going, oh no, it's a British film. So British it's a bit true. It, it, it could be depressing. So, well, so there are elements of truth in that, but I would describe this film as Ken Loach meets Baz Luhrmann meets Wes Anderson. Whoa! So there are there is that, that social realism in it, but every now yeah. and then it does something nuts. It goes into fantasy land. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where something her mum said to this little girl. I don't want to sort of give any spoilers away, really, but there's something her mum said. But she sort of latched on to. Yeah. So you see her go into like this fantasy world where she wants to sort of build. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see her sort of, and then you see it through her eyes. And then as this, this she actually creates something. And basically you see it's how she sees it. Yeah. And then you, you sort of see it almost like three different ways. And then as the film progresses, you sort of get a fantasy version. Then you get like a partial reality version. And then you get stark reality. And yeah. so you see the world through her eyes in some ways where it's like this fantasy world and every now and then like in um, Strictly Ballroom I don't know if you've ever yes, seen that I have seen Strictly Ballroom yep. characters where they uh, talk to the camera and they talk about the other characters saying well she's like this and she's a bit blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they yeah. do that throughout the film so you've got the social services basically this man and woman looking just like social workers but their room is grey they're in a grey box they're wearing grey <laughs> they've got like this grey computer screen and a little bit like off-white bits of paper around they're yeah. like yeah, they're these two caricatures and then you see her teacher again talking to camera and he's dressed like something out of children's TV television <laughs> like Mr Bumble <laughs> he looks yeah, like yeah, Mr. yeah 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 it's like brightly coloured it's got like all the things on the wall like joy Happiness, Ed, and it's sort of he's in this like multicolored box, but he's like the most depressing person in the world. You can tell he actually hates <laughs> children. <laughs> and there's one scene where you they, these two characters meet in the town, and he sort of says, "Oh, sorry about your mum." He went, "Do you want a hug or something?" <laughs> it's like you really understand children. <laughs> so you get these little vignettes, and yeah, there's, so there's touches of Baz Luhrmann, there's touches of Wes Anderson where. Something just bizarre happens, and yep. um, but yeah, they have got that sort of Ken Loach social realism where 
you see um yeah well how oh. how hard life could be okay so so two questions first of one is is there anybody that you recognized in this film no you didn't recognize any oh wow not I, a single really, person in the film I, I really want to find that. I really want to watch this film now. And always, okay, and how many stars would you give it? Because uh, it, everything you've said about it, it makes me want to track this film down yeah. on whatever tiny screen it's going to be on and watch it. Um, but uh, some how things many work really well. Sometimes it's a bit of an uncomfortable fix. I thought it was a really sweet film. And yeah. I liked, to me, I liked the tone of it. I could understand the fantasy elements of it. And I, I appreciated it. I think Sean less so. So he'll give his, his oh, own opinion. Oh, Sean, Sean, Sean saw it with you. You got we you guys both. Together. It, yeah. It. So he was not as, because afterwards, so what that was, I said, it wasn't perfect. It had some flaws in it, but that was, I thought it was a sweet film. And he was like, it was a bit, mm. he was, so he didn't love it. But I yeah. thought it was a good film. I liked it. I don't think it was quite a four for me because okay. some of the things didn't quite work. There's a bit with um, talking spiders, which is <laughs> a little bit bizarre oh very charlotte's web but <laughs> yeah and so for me i kept expecting to pop up again thinking but they only sort of have like a couple of scenes where they have the talkers by something and if you're going to introduce that as a theme then it's got to be consistent but it sort of came and then sort of they didn't bother about it again. Yeah. yeah and i'm thinking well that didn't work if you're going to use that then use it but yeah don't just ignore it because every time they go into a room i'm expecting one of the spiders to start talking <laughs> and they don't so i think okay what was that all about so it doesn't always work but i thought i did commend i do commend it i thought it was good it's a sweet film um better than i was expecting it to be so i'll definitely give it a three but for me it's a strong three and if it didn't have these sort of bits where i'm thinking that didn't work for me i would give it a four because i liked it and i okay. think it's one of those films that you know i think yeah i i, I just thought it was i would, I would certainly recommend I'd... going to see it but i would say it's for me it was a if it weren't for these sort of little bits of every now and then going, I like what I like your ideas, I like your passion, your vision, but it didn't but. quite work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's the but that means I couldn't. Um, I'd have to give it a very strong three though for me. I'm just imagining now. I'm imagining the filmmakers being in the in the edits, going, "All right, cool, okay, what are we going? Oh, it's a bit too much Ken Loach. Let's throw in some Baz Luhrmann in there. Okay, cool, Baz Luhrmann. Okay, oh no, no, uh, oh, we need some. Oh, okay, put the spiders in. That's Wes Anderson. Put the, put the spiders in. Yeah. Just trying to like create this, make this yeah. cake, which is kind of what editing is like, anyway. But uh, all right, cool. So three stars for Scrapper. I. I really love it when I hear about the film back. character, the little girl, she's excellent in it. Excellent in it. Well, she, I think it's it... her first film. I think she hasn't done anything before. I think the guy who plays her dad, I don't think he, I think it says introducing at the end, you know, these yeah. two actors. So I don't think they've been in anything before. Or maybe the look, because she's got her best friend. I think he, the two children, I think the two principal children are the novices and the others might have been around but I just didn't recognise anyone else well uh, the fact that this is based around what did you say a 12, 13 year old girl yeah and the fact that it's based around a 12, 13 year old girl and you have not you haven't mentioned the performance you've only just talked about the story so far that tells me brilliant performance <laughs> brilliant yeah. performance because you're not looking at the kid going why aren't you better but, <laughs> but all right cool so that's it that's it for scrapper and now we're going to go over to netflix this is a way to the final film that we're going to be talking about this week because this is all we've seen um and this is the deepest breath the deepest breath on um on netflix now the deepest breath it is a film that it's a documentary it's a documentary film it's about an hour and a half and the first shot you see of this film is pretty much this person 
in water, in a body of water. It's either the sea or the ocean or something like that. They're surrounded by a whole bunch of other people. They have like a cap on. And the first thing you see of this film is almost kind of like a real time. The person just sort of takes a deep breath and then goes underwater. And goes underwater holding onto this rope. Just sort of like swimming straight down, holding onto this rope, holding this rope, going down, going down, going down, going down, going down, going down. And they just keep going. And just keep going and going. And you can actually see the light disappear. You can see it getting darker. And they, and they keep going down. This is a person with no scuba tank, with nothing on. Just a person in a, in a, in a wetsuit, just going down. And then the camera angle changes and you see that there's this sort of like disc with a tag on it. And so you're looking up at this person coming towards the screen. The person grabs the tag, turns around and goes back the other way. Goes back the other way. And it's going up, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up. And as, as the person goes up, all of a sudden there's people around them and they're looking at this person and they look... And the person goes up, goes up, goes, and all of a sudden just stops. And then as the person stops, everybody around them grabs this person, takes the person up to the surface, and starts out, like giving them CPR. And, all. and this is your introduction to this film. And, and I, I think and this is a film that could have been told in so many different ways, but the storytelling in this film is amazing. Because from the first shot, you're like, what's going on here then? Okay. okay. Oh, that's a bit crazy. I mean, even your face as, I, as I'm explaining this for like, I mean, wow. I was thinking, wouldn't you get the bends or something if you go down that fast and then come up that fast? You see, and, 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 and so this is the thing. And so this is your introduction. This is the film. I think it's made by an Irish filmmaker. I've got to remember her name. I think her last name is McGann. I can't remember her first name. I'll, I'll look it up before we finish. And it's, um, and it's your introduction to this sport, sport of free diving. And so free diving is essentially... You take, you go in with no scuba, with nothing like that. You just go down on one breath. And it's about how deep you can go on one breath. But then you have to turn around and come back up. So they have like a preset distance of, say, 100 meters. You've got to swim 100 meters. Excuse me. You've got to swim 100 meters on one breath. Take a tag to prove that you, all, you made it all the way to the end. And then come back up. And that is... It's a crazy, crazy sport. It's a crazy sport. And so she, she and they, they build this story about this sport of free diving and this community about free diving. But they, 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 um, sorry, my nose. They focus on one lady called Alessia Zacchini. And she's an Italian free diver. And they go, start telling you her story about when she was a kid and how she always wanted to do this and how it just became like this was the only thing she ever could see herself doing. And, but they're going to tell you about how dangerous it is. They tell you about the people who have died doing it because they, yeah, because they essentially go, went down there. They didn't quite get the bends. I think they, they, the, the, and the reason you, I think if you have a scuba gear on, then you get the bends. If you just free it's dive, then you don't. You? Is it because you're breathing and then it's that pressure? Or something they, I don't know. They, there is medical stuff. They they have medical people who tell you why the, why doing this stuff is a bad idea and what it does to your body. <laughs> but they also they also they also frame it as a an obsession for this lady Alessia, Alessia Zacchini as an obsession for her and that she is the only thing she ever wanted to do. There's a bit of it when she was 14 and they changed the rule to say that you cannot compete internationally until you're 16. And how much that and how she just went away and trained for two years so that when she came back everybody was like oh my god this kid is amazing and. And so, so you, you, you meet her and, and they just tell the story about her as she's growing up and everything's going on. But then at the same, after a while, another story comes in. It's a guy called Steve Keenan. He's an Irish. So Steve is an Irish um, 
freediver who was kind of like an adventurer, you know, the kind of guy who packed up and said, I'm going to backpack around African countries at the age of <laughs> 18 or something. And we just sort of every now and then send his dad a postcard to make sure that his dad knew he was still alive. And you talk about, and he talks about how he found freediving. And then you have these two stories between Alessia and Steve that sort of like build towards this thing. And it is so well told that after a while, you're kind of like, hang on a second, why are they telling me these stories? Why are they doing it this way? Uh, because, okay, all I've seen so far is archive footage. I haven't actually seen any current footage of Alessia or Steve. And I think that, that and, I, and that's why I think the great thing about this story is the storytelling, because this could have been told in a way that would have been so straightforward that would have said, okay, we're going to tell you what happened at the end and we're going to go backwards or anything like that. But this just, this just says, no, we're going to tell you with no, no real gimmicks. We're just going to tell you a story. We're going to start from when this one, when this one was five, when this one was 18 and how they were built up to the point where the life, where the life's intersected, what the intersection meant and what carried on afterwards. And there is a mo, it is quite an emotional film. And there is one moment that, happens later on in the film when you realize what story they're telling <laughs> when you realize what story they're telling when you realize what actually happened sure enough you could go into wikipedia you could look up these people and you could figure out what happened you, you could figure out what happened but i think that would be a i think that would be a mistake i think you just ex- experience this film the way it's presented to you and the moment where they re- they reveal what happened and w- what what the crux of this story is it is one of my moments of the year because it is just so it is so and all it involves is a human face all it involves is a human face and it's so stark and it almost sort of like hits you in the face you're like whoa whoa so i would recommend the deepest breath i think the storytelling is sorry i need to i need to go find this lady's this this woman's name because she did an amazing job and i would not be doing her i'll be doing her a disservice if i just sort of went yeah the Irish filmmaker who made this film it is directed by Laura McGann. That's it, Laura McGann. And yeah, I mean, I think the storytelling, the way she went through it, the way she crafted it, the way she brought other people in, the way it explains how dangerous this thing is, but you never lose sight of the human thing. And it's just, I think this is so well told. I think it is brilliant. I would give it a four out of five, and I would recommend you go watch it without looking on Wikipedia <laughs> to, figure, to figure out who these people are and why they are so important. And even while you're watching the film, because it's on Netflix, resist the urge to go and, and go, ooh, Alessia, I wonder what happened with her. There's a bit where they have, like, you know, they have uh, another, she has this rivalry with a Japanese freediver. Don't look up the Japanese free diver. Don't look up <laughs> Don't look up Steve Keenan. Just enjoy the film. Take it in as it is. You will be rewarded um, because it is a very, very brilliantly told documentary. It is nice. so well told. And that is all I will say about that. Yeah, sounds interesting. I was always curious to see because um, um, culturally, you always used to get like the, the pearl divers, didn't you? People who would dive. Yes. For the reason for going to get get pearls off, and they would dive quite deep, wouldn't they? On yes, on one breath, yeah. They would, which is like just go down. So did it sort of grow from that sort of thing? This sort of cultural phenomena that they sort of expanded it. Uh, But it's interesting. I I might have to check this out just to see if it answers any of my questions. 
after you watch the film, yes. After you watch, yeah. <laughs> after you watch the film, before it just in case, like you know, looking at the cultural I theater. Of, come across something. Like, no, don't e- do that. Exactly, exactly. It's a bit like a, a film. Uh, there's a, um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's. I feel. Like, I think like most extreme sports start from something like that. They start from yeah. something. So someone like has seen something. Went oh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like you know the sport of cliff diving. That probably started yeah. off because of like you know kids um, who grew up in places like Rhodes, <laughs> and so it's it's like uh, and someone looked at it and went ooh we could do and then like, and next thing you know they built a sport around it. It's yeah. like it's like how skate skateboarding is now an Olympic sport. That, yeah. <laughs> that cheese yeah. rolling in Gloucestershire, it's a thing. Yeah, it, I I think we have a way to go before that's an Olympic sport. That's an Olympic sport, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I think I, what I think will make cheese rolling big. And for anybody who's listening, wondering cheese rolling, what you're talking about, Sharon, do you want to explain what cheese rolling in Gloucestershire is? Uh, yes, I think every year there's this festival where there's a huge wheel of cheese, and they roll it down that this really steep, steep hill. I mean, it's like a one in twenty or something ridiculous. And basically, you have to. Everyone has to chase it on foot. And the first one who gets down the, the hill wins this wheel of cheese. Yep, but that's people important. Get, people sort of <laughs> go tumbling down. It's like Jack and Jill. I mean, people go charging down this hill at full pounce to get there before the cheese people gets People end up in hospital. Yeah, every year. <laughs> people end up in hospital. <laughs> and they've had to sort of put limits on a, it because chasing so many a roll people of cheese. were doing it. Yeah, so many people were trying to do it that it was getting dangerous because of so many people sort of crashing. On the hill at the same time, yeah. Yeah. But but I think the only way that that's getting to the Olympics or it's even getting getting shown to a wider is because you know Sky would have bought all the rights to everything, so there'll be no sports left for left for the BBC to show besides cheese rolling in Gloucestershire. That's the only way that is getting any exposure whatsoever. But but um yeah, but as I'm saying, when it comes to avoiding spoilers, there's another show I started watching on Apple called The Crowded Room. And <laughs> this was, I was listening to the Pilot TV podcast, and they were saying, avoid reading up anything about this show before you watch it. They were like, avoid reading anything about this show before you watch it, because it's based on a book, but the title of the book is a spoiler. <laughs> so, because this is, a, this is a, and it is a show that tries to do a similar thing to The Deepest Breath, where The Deepest Breath it's all in the storytelling. And the way that they do the crowded room, the way they tell the story in the crowded room is the only thing that keeps any kind of interest in the story whatsoever. Because otherwise, I think it's quite a straightforward story that we've seen before. And even though, I think even though, if, 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 even if it hadn't been spoiled for me, I think I'd started figuring out exactly what was happening by episode three when there's 10 episodes in this thing. If you do watch The Crowded Room, another public service announcement. If you do watch The Crowded Room on Netflix, on Apple Apple TV+, Plus, at the beginning of The Crowded Room, they say, based on the book, blah, 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 blah. And that tells you exactly what's going eyes. on. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yeah. And, but but this, is, this is the dumb bit. The really, really dumb bit is, you know how you, when shows come, you can click on skip intro? Yeah. In The Crowded Room on Apple TV+, Plus. When you clip on skip intro, it skips to the screen that says based on the book, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then there's another five seconds of intro that goes and I'm like, what the, what's the point of that? I'm trying, I'm trying to, it's, it's like they, it's, it's as if they had, 
they had like a, a deal where whatever happens, they've got to try and spoil this thing for you. So if you watch the, so if you watch the crowded room, close your eyes until the music. Yeah, close your eyes until the music stops playing for the intro, and you hear Tom Holland speaking. When that happens, when that happens, come back in. But because I watched, I think by the time my last Apple TV free thing ended, I'd watched only seven episodes have been released. I'd watch them, and I'm not sure I can be bothered to go back because. I kind of know what the deal is. I know what the deal is. I, I'm like, and I'd figured it out. I, but then, even if I hadn't figured it out, they went and told me because I tried to skip intro and I saw three words that just, I was like, no. Oh. Then I was like, I think I saw these words. I think I saw these words. Yeah, I, I, I think I know what that, I know. I think I know what's you going on You can't unsee it. You can't unsee <laughs> you, it. You can't unsee it. You can't scrub it from your mind. But yeah, uh, The Deepest Breath, four stars. Four stars. All right, cool. And I believe that that is it for us this week. Yeah, um, short and sweet. I, yeah, I'm not going to bother asking you who you think has won this week, Sharon, because... No. Uh, <laughs> even with my math skills, I might better work it out. <laughs> yeah, even with, even with your math skills and my memory, we can figure out what just happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this week, Netflix and Friends, take it. So thank you very much for joining us for this. It is a shorter episode than usual, but uh, please do subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. Subscribe, find out more, get in touch with us on Twitter at Netflix via Cinema, on YouTube at Netflix via Cinema as well. Uh, we would love to hear what you think, know what your thoughts are. If you have seen Scrapper, let us know. If you have seen The Deepest Breath and you want to post some spoiler-free stuff on our YouTube review of this, please do go ahead. Because I think it is it is one of those things that it's... I think having something that isn't spoiled is one of those free... It's it's becoming harder and harder. And that's why something like Scrapper, the fact that there's a film that's been released and I don't know anything about it, I love that. I love that idea. And I would... I would love to. I would love to preserve that for anybody who's listening to this who doesn't already know what happens in the deepest breath. So, thank you very much for joining us. We will see you next week.